we are live. I think we are live. Yes. Hey, my name's David, and this my is Nick. Nick. Oh, and this is uh, Walking the Promenade. Oh, I think we're recording. Yeah, Walking the Promenade episode one, which is a yes. Yeah, and I can hear myself. That's really awkward. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Walking the Promenade episode one. This is a Star Trek Deep Space Nine cast of some kind. I don't know if it's quite a podcast if we're putting it on YouTube, but anyway. Vodcast? Uh, I believe is the lingo. Or yeah, do we not like that? Let's call it a transmission. Oh, transmission. So, uh, basically, we're going to be watching... Well, I'm going to try and watch them at some point, but Nick's watched Star Trek Deep Space Nine, okay, the best Star Trek uh, episode. I think you watched one and two. Yes. So, I watched The Emissary, which is a two-part episode. Uh, nice. It is the very first episode. So... Before we get started, David, I wanted to ask you two questions. Firstly, who are you? And then, uh, who? Uh, and then secondly, how much Star Trek have you seen? Okay, my name is David Pigeon. Um, I've seen a fair chunk of Star Trek, but not all of it. Like, I've seen the first two seasons of original series and the first couple of seasons of... I basically have seen the first couple of seasons of everything. So I've seen the first four seasons of DS9... I've seen the first two seasons of Enterprise. I've seen most original series. I've seen large random chunks of Next Generation and Voyager. Um, and I've watched all of Discovery so far. So that's one series I've watched all of. Uh, Nick, well, I'm answering one question before I ask it, but Nick, two questions. One, who are you? And two, how much Star Trek have you seen? Uh, so my name is Nick, uh, Nick Wolf. I am uh, doing a couple of things. I guess at the moment I'm working on a uh, social deduction card slash board game, which I'm excited about. I should have introduced uh, myself more thoroughly, shouldn't I? Well, d would you like to take it away? No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> All right. You will be at the mystery. Uh, so I was trying to think about this when I was getting ready for this uh, transmission earlier today. I think I've seen all of season one of uh, the original series. I and two, maybe two and a half seasons of Next Gen, and yeah. then uh, all of Enterprise. Okay, I've heard, I actually haven't seen all of Enterprise, but I've heard it gets better by the end. Yeah, so the reason I did that is uh, Enterprise is the first chronologically of all uh, Star Trek. And so therefore I thought, well, I'll just start with uh, <laughs> Enterprise and then it'll be original series and then TNG, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also saw, I want to say I have potentially seen, apart from Enterprise, potentially seen the most of Voyager simply okay. because I was uh, watching it semi-regularly when it was being broadcast on TV, yep. which memory was late night on Channel 9 or something along those lines. Um, but I have seen only a single episode of Deep Space Nine. It is a two-parter, though, that single episode. So you've seen well, two true, episodes. true, true, true. Um, okay. So did you like Voyager? It's a, it's a divisive show in the fandom, I've found. Yes. So I, I did... Um, I have certainly seen lots of discussions about 
in fact, I was watching a YouTube video uh, several days ago where it was talking about why uh, Janeway is uh, unfit to be a captain, essentially, and discussed a number of poor decisions that were made by Janeway or uh, discussed a number of decisions that the maker of the video thought were poor decisions. Uh, that kind um, of video. Um, yeah, one of them, I always think with these types of situations, it's difficult to deal with how much is this, how the character would actually act and how much is it the character being essentially constricted by the writing. Yeah. The fact that they're in a story. Yeah. Um, I also have a problem with like parts of the fandom who are like, well, I thinking clearly and watching the show from the comfort of my lounge would have done this. So therefore it's bad that she didn't. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, should... no, I, can, I can definitely relate. I just thought of something too. I've seen all of the movies. I think I've seen all of the movies. I am actually, no, I have not seen Nemesis. Oh, I've seen did. first, I've seen first contact probably about, six times um, simply because it was so popular on television. Uh, I'd have to go through. That's what I will try and do for the next episode. Have a complete detail of which of the movies I have seen and which okay. of them I have not. For the record, my favourite is number four, Whale Movie. Uh, okay. I actually quite liked uh, Insurrection. Um, I remember enjoying which... it at the time. Yeah, I, I don't know that Insurrection is considered one of the best films, but I quite liked it. I think Fry on Futurama got it right when he said, hey, you know what averages out to be a pretty all right series of films? Yeah. And said Star Trek, so. Okay, so what do you remember of this episode? Okay, do you, do you want me to give, like, what I remember as a plot rundown? I, of the first episode or yeah. of the entire show? No, I, the, of the first episode. Okay, good. Yes. So here's what I remember. Um, you've got Benjamin Sisko. You've got the Borg. His wife dies at Wolf 359. Yes. Um, and then he takes over. This is back when Picard was Locutus. Yes. And then Sisko ends up taking over this Cardassian mining station that's now a Federation station in Bajoran space. Yes. Um, him and his son are there. It's a bunch of, there's a whole demilitarized zone thing. Oh, that's a different area, but anyway. Um, I remember, like, you know, inter he interacts with all the various people, like your Odos and your Julian Bashirs and your Quark and all that stuff. Yes. Um, I remember he turns it, they, the Bajorans think that he's a, an emissary of the Prophet, hence the title. Yeah. Um, they find some weird thing, like a little thing that's got, like, a, what's it called? It's got a thing in uh, it. There's like an... Is this the orb? An orb, yes. That's it. It's always an orb. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I don't remember much else. I remember the station's in some trouble. Cardassians are there. Um, he goes to this weird trippy, like, out of time, talk to the prophets thing. They move yeah. the station and they discover the wormhole. I don't remember much else. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I think you've covered all the... All the important points. The broad strokes. So, 
how did you feel about i guess let me let me talk you through uh my experience so i was actually quite surprised to see that locutus aka borgified picard, picard yeah jean-luc picard was sort of in the opening scene i was yeah uh i wonder if that was done to try and hook in uh, I, I definitely think so I think they wanted that continuity. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day or looking at it. There was like a maybe a 16-year period of time when there was at least one Star Trek series on TV at the time, like all the mm. time. And it's that's pretty wild. Incredible, incredibly long run. Mm. I wonder if Voyager went or to... Or as some might say, it's been a long road. <laughs> no one would say that. Enterprise theme song, yeah. <laughs> no one would say that at all. <laughs> um yes so then uh his wife tragically dies and then we see him being uh constantly upset or grieving over this process yeah and it gets assigned this so it was i actually don't remember it being a mining station i just remember it being a a station um, i want to say it's a mining station but i could be wrong so I guess that's for mining the Bajoran resources. Yeah, why is it in space if it's mining? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get on. You keep talking. I, I mean, maybe it's some sort of watch. Like it's designed to oversee the entire planet, so that the planet behaves itself. Yeah. Um. So, the I think the first time we saw Jake, the sun. Uh, when he was when he was conscious, so we see him temporarily at the Battle of uh, Wolf Three Five Nine, where he gets rescued by his father. But then the next time you see him, they're in the holodeck, and he's wearing these sus- uh, oh, like it's... overall suspenders. He really he makes me think that they were trying to suggest he's like Huckleberry Finn. Jake wears some horrible outfits. Oh, really? Um, that's that's not even the worst of it? I will tell you, by the way, um, Terok Noor was, uh, original purpose was to serve as a refinery, f- refinery for uridium ore that was mined from Bajor's surface. So it was a refinery. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we had, I'm trying to think what else we... Oh, yeah, so one thing that confused me is when Cisco mm-hmm. was first... Uh, approached by one of the Bajorans, and it's like, the prophets need to see you. Uh, wh- why? Or I guess it was interesting that uh, Cisco was just like, all right, cool, I'll add that to my to-do list, rather than he was walking with Miles at the time, who I believe is also originally from TNG. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's sort of the main... He was like, he was actually a bit of a, a bit part, like, background character on Next Generation and then made the jump to major character on DS9. Really? I think oh, so. Don't quote me on that. I mean, someone will, but... Too yeah. late. Too late. I've already uh, put it in skywriting. Um, Son of a gun. It'll be uh, visible from space by the end of the night. Um, broadcasting it at... Uh, what is it? What is it when they transmit sublight? Do they transmit S- through sublight? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but then he, uh, he gets told, oh, the prophets need to meet with you. And then he just sort of runs with it rather than turning to Miles or asking all these other people. So uh, what's that about? Well, my assumption with that is that, like, as a high-ranking officer, and he knows he's going to Bajoran space, he's probably, like, read quite a bit of information about, like, the Bajorans and their customs and stuff. Hmm, okay. So he probably knows they're doing the whole religious thing. Yeah. I definitely think that, um, I mean, this is my prediction, uh, uh, but Jake reacted to the, that's the replicator, makes me think that Jake is going to become uh, a tech whiz later on. Um, um, I couldn't tell you for sure. I can't remember what, I know Jake goes through a lot of character development, but I can't remember it. Yeah, okay. Um, and he's probably going to have at least one to five adventures with the um, the young child Ferengi. Ferengi. Uh, Nog? The fact that you can remember his name increases my confidence on <laughs> that. Uh... You know, Jake and, Jake and Nog is a pair for the ages. Okay. Okay, I will... Uh, I don't want to spoil things for you, though, so I've got to keep uh, careful. No, that's, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and that scene where Jake kills Nog, wow. What the... Uh, um, and then we meet Odo. Yep. Um, who... I guess Odo can morph into anything? He's a shapeshifter, yeah. The interesting thing about Odo is, and think about this next time you're watching the show, he's naked all the time. <laughs> Why did you give me that image? I mean, when he shapeshifts, his clothes go with him, right? So he's just shapeshifted those on the outside of him. Yes. Okay. So he's, he's nude. Nudo. Um, so I guess... Or I think it's so. It seems that he helped with. He was a, like a space orphan who then met the Bajorans and then helped the Bajorans rise up against the Cardassians. Ah, uh, yes. From memory, he was part of the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we met that uh, director. What's his name? Not director. Former. Chief. Oh, um... Gul Dukat? Gul Dukat, yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, I certainly get the feeling that he seems prominent enough that he it feels like they're introducing him as sort of a main antagonist. Yeah, he's, he's almost more of a foil than a villain. Okay. Um... He's one of my favourites. Cardassians are actually one of my favourite Star Trek races. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we had Miles came up with a way to shift the entire... shift the entire spaceship so that it's... or a space station yeah. next to the Bajoran wormhole. Yeah, although they don't know about the wormhole at that point. Oh, true. They're shifting to where... If, oh, no, I, I thought they did. Because um, they're talking about... Maybe they do. Maybe, it was an, it's an anomaly at some point, and then they find out yeah. about it, and then move yeah. close to it to claim it. it yeah. 
I'm I'm still uncertain how I feel about that. I mean, it? it well, I don't know. It's just strange that uh, I've forgotten the name of the uh, Bajoran um, that's on the station. Kieran Reese. Yes. Played by the so, wonderfully named Nana Visitor. Oh, really? That's her real name. Okay. Um, so she said sort of, we need to shift the station in order to get it next to the anomaly slash wormhole in order to claim it for the Bajoran people. Um, I don't know. It just seems... I, f I felt that was more narratively driven of, oh, we need to, we want this exciting thing to be happening and therefore there's lots of stuff that we can do with it uh, for the story rather than it seems like a naturally Bajor, I mean, I don't know much about the Bajorans, but it doesn't seem naturally like we are a recovering people who have been dealing with the subjugation of the, uh, uh, I keep saying Cardassians and thinking, is that right or is that okay? The racist term for them is spoonheads. Really? Because they got like a little spoon on their forehead. I will have to try and look out for that next time. Yeah, um, nude Odo and spoonhead Cardassians. You're, you're really giving me some memes to yes to deal with right now. Chew on these memes. Um, the thing about Kira, especially making that claim, is that she's like. Bajorans, especially the Bajorans who came out of the resistance, are angry. And they don't want to give any ground at all to the Cardassians at this point. So that's sort of like, uh, to me, okay. justifies it. Okay. Hmm. I guess it just feels, from my understanding, it's sort of two days, or from memory, it's like two days uh, warp drive away, or how fast they can shift the station. And then Miles does his... I'm a tech genius and comes up with a way to get there in an hour. Yeah, he techno-babbles it. Yeah, techno-babble. Uh, it's Star Trek. You've got to expect some techno-babble. Yes. But I don't know. It just feels interesting that it's sort of, hey, there's this thing that is a far distance away. We should try and claim it. Um, I don't know. I guess... I in, think, in my mind, they... I feel like it's Easter Easter Island is discovered, and then Australia says, "Oh, we need to claim it." Yeah, that's ours. But isn't there also a degree of the wormhole correlating to like they discover it because it correlates to like the reports of where the the celestial temple or whatever it was for the yeah true. Bajor so it is sort of like culturally relevant to the Bajorans already. Yeah, I agree. I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think once it becomes clear that it's sort of, it's culturally relevant, then it certainly makes sense. Um, but yeah, prior to that of sort of, there's something weird going on here. So let's seize it. Yeah, just felt a little strange. Cool. Um, do you remember any, I guess, favourite moments from it? Um, I remember, I watched it again recently. I, I disliked all the stuff when he's talking to the prophets originally. And I kind of liked it this time a bit more. Oh, as in when they're in the, what is time? Yeah, yeah. Life. Like running across what the hot sand. Life? Jennifer, 
Um, Do I know you? I liked... I like seeing just all the characters come together, um, like introducing Quark and the way they get to, they get him to stay on the station and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I can't remember I, any hugely so favorite moments. Like, I wonder if that scene was meant to, I guess, from my limited understanding, uh, it certainly seems like Cisco was. Uh, created as somewhat like more willing to uh, like push the envelope as a yeah as a captain. Um, the whole the whole shtick of DS Nine is it's like the darker, grittier um, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I one of the main that... sorry to interrupt, but one of the main creators behind it was Ronald D. Moore, who did the Battlestar reboot. Oh, really? Yeah. So on the discussion of creation, I want to bring up. Uh, Are you gonna say one... Babylon Five? I am gonna say Babylon Five. <laughs> now, do you do you want to explain why I'm bringing up Babylon Five? Well, I mean, they're both science fiction shows about a space station, like that came out around the same time. So, uh... and allegedly, JMS or J. Michael Straczynski pitched his show to Paramount first and then they rejected it but then came out with DS9. Yes. Now, I I would point out that uh, from... So, I've seen all of Babylon 5. So, the version I've heard is basically the version that you've just said that JMS uh, presented to Paramount. They said, sorry, uh, we're not interested and then produced Deep Space Nine. Miraculously uh, produced. A a space station that uh, deals with a subjugated race and the former conquerors of that subjugated race, which would be the Centauri and the Nan in Babylon 5. And the Cardassians in the... I'm trying very hard not to laugh right now. Um, and the Cardassians in Babylon, yeah. uh, in Deep Space Nine, uh, selected has spiritual significance. Yeah, um, it's there's definitely some parallels. Yeah, so from my understanding, JMS only presented the first, uh, first, I guess projected one season of five total seasons to Paramount. Um, And from the discussions that I've heard that talk about this theory of, was some of the creation of Deep Space Nine informed by the concepts in this uh, draft of Babylon 5, uh, inspired by the first season of this plot? And if it was, does that explain why they diverge further as you sort of go later mm. into the later into the seasons? So I'm curious to see how that evolves or continues. Yeah, I, I've seen... I think I never saw the last season of Babylon 5 for some reason. I really need to watch it. Um, but the two feel very different to me, which I like. like. I can understand that there are similarities, but I think there's space for both of them. Oh, um, definitely. Not intended. Well, one ha- only one has space. 
The other one has Babylon. Hmm. It's in space. My God. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's a tricky times, question. There were some of the times when watching this episode, and I'm trying to think of some examples now, when the acting just felt a bit stilted. A bit wooden, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Every- I think that's something that everyone is going to grow into as they become more comfortable with the roles and the writing sort of gets Yeah, to absolutely. I think once everyone lives in their roles for a little bit, they become really good. Once, um, what's his name, Avery Brooks, Cisco, once his hair migrates down to his face, he's phenomenal. <laughs> um, in, in Star Trek, wouldn't that make him evil? Uh, in, in the Mirror Universe, yes. I will spoil something way ahead and say that there is a Mirror Universe episode for DS9 too. Well, I've, I've... Every, every Star Trek series has a Mirror Universe episode, or one or more at some point. Yeah, I feel, I feel it's just a requirement. Um, has Discovery done one yet? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. All right, well then... You can you can tell but me. But I did one. I did say that every Star Trek series has done a Mirror Universe episode at some point. Um, what was I going to say? This oh, so one thing to look forward to, by the way, is that one of the absolute worst episodes of DS Nine <laughs> is in the first season, pretty early on. Uh, <laughs> so, so you can look forward to that one. Doesn't that mean that every time I start watching an episode, if it starts really poorly, I'm just going to assume this is the worst episode? Uh, yes. It is episode nine of series series one. Move along oh, home. Oh wow! It's okay. a real stinker. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had multiple people advise me, advise new people like just skip that episode. It adds nothing to the ongoing story, and it's bad. But I feel for completeness, you have to watch it. Yeah. Well. Even if it just means we get to rant about it in the episode. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I did enjoy seeing uh, Cisco standing up to Picard. In, yeah, that was good. In the in the end, because I was wondering if they're like how much they had to, I guess, deal with the fact that oh, Picard is a protected character and he always needs to be portrayed as sort of yeah. perfect in every way. That was that was the big issue with DS9 was basically like shining a different light on everything about Star Trek. Mm. And um I heard a lot of talk about how they basically waited until Gene Roddenberry died to make the show. Really? That's that's the like the sort of the vibe and story I've heard is essentially that because he never would have like especially in uh the original series and early TNG Gene was like he wanted he he would not allow conflicts between characters basically. Like, there could be disagreements oh, wow. and stuff, but nobody could be, like, at each other's throat or hostile to each other. It also had to come from external forces. Oh, wow. That Whereas in so DS9, people are at each other's throat. Yeah. Um, so, question, who's your favourite character so far? Uh... Oh, I did want to say one of my other... Uh, scenes that I enjoyed was when uh, all the Cardassians come into party and then they get kicked out very quickly and it turns out that the whole thing was a ruse in order to get Odo onto the system. Yeah, that was Uh, good. 
I I guess I liked that they sort of used that as a way to demo that uh, Odo can like is extremely useful with his yeah. powers. Odo is oh. a great character for a lot of reasons. The only thing that doesn't make sense is he's head of security. Yes. I don't know. I mean, good on him. But there's part of me that feels that someone with that shape-shifting ability is better suited in, like, covert missions and objectives. Yeah, I guess. But it's just... He likes his job. He's good at it. Well, true. When you can take a mace to the face and just have it fly straight through. Um, The the sort of, yeah, that weird thrown spiky ball thing that dude uses. Yeah. And then there's the fact of, like, can he even die? Like, if if he can have projectiles just ooze through him. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we will wait and see. You'll uh, wait and see. Odo becomes pivotal. Oh, okay. As in he turns into a pivot. He turns yeah. into literally a pivot. No, um, Odo's... <laughs> the station needs to turn. Storylines. Okay. And larger things. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, favourite character? Um, I think probably I'm going to start off with uh, Cisco. Cisco's great. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else caught my attention. Uh, I I really liked when uh, what's what's the Bajoran's name again? Uh, Kira. Kira. Okay. Uh, I really liked when Kira like stood up to the Cardassian and then bluffed and was like, fire six torpedoes, and then deceive them that we've rigged the entire station just full of weaponry. Um, yeah, I quite liked that. Yeah, that um, was a good Kira moment. She's she's very, um, I don't know, she's tough and angry. Yes, yes. Uh, so I'd say those are two standouts. I... <sighs> I actually do not see... Normally, I like, I guess, the the tech head nerd characters, but so far, Miles hasn't given me much to work with. I don't know that I'm sold on Miles yet. Yeah, he's he, he develops. He gets more interesting. Okay. One of the, one of the commonly held, um, like, ideas about the show from reading in the fandom and stuff is that Miles just goes through absolute hell through various oh. scenarios. Okay. Um, so who's your least favourite character? Uh, hmm. I think I somewhat found the... the whole, I guess, what is this? Life. What is this? Time. <laughs> What is this death uh, portion of... Uh, so they are called the prophets? Yeah, the prophets are an alien race who live inside the wormhole. Yeah, okay. Um, that, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen... Although I guess it would... Normally, 
It's because I've seen enough Star Trek that sort of the bizarre, super powerful alien species that is beyond comprehension just feels a little overdone. A little old hat. Yeah, seeing it done again in uh, Deep Space Nine, um, I guess one of the things that frustrates me about, or when I was watching, um, I guess, the various things in Deep Space Nine, which I now suspect is probably Roddenberry's uh, influence, is the fact that it's sort of, you're traveling along and then all of a sudden there's this new weird thing that no one can comprehend. And then they figure out how to comprehend it and they figure yeah. out how to solve it and then they solve it. And then Absolutely. the whole process. And I guess I am concerned that this is going to be sort of a monster of the week slash like bizarre problem of the week due to the wormhole and the profits. Uh, Would you like me to address those concerns? Um, No, I'm happy to explore them uh, as we go through. My suspicion is that that's probably not how this is going to be, um, based on the fact that I've certainly gotten the impression that uh, interpersonal conflict is much more common in Deep Space Nine than it is in other treks. And therefore, it's less about the scary monster that phases through walls or whatever. Yeah, um, I will tell you that DS9 is by far the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for, serialised of the shows, which is to say it's the one with the most like ongoing story. Mm. Oh, although Enterprise fairly cranks that up later on as well, but... Yes, yes. Yeah, DS9, once it gets going, is was at the time the most serialised it's ever been. Hmm. All right. Interesting. So, yeah. um, um, so you've, seen, you've seen all of it? No, I haven't. I've seen like the first three and three or four seasons. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen where it really kicks off. Okay. Apparently season four onwards is where the real the business starts happening. So once it got got good, you're like, no, I'm done. No, it's I just, I, um, I can't remember why. I think I was just, I was like churning through it and then I got distracted by something else. I've got all of it on DVD, and I think some of it's unopened. Oh. But all of it's on, um, like, Netflix and all that now, so I should just watch it. Yeah. An insult to fans everywhere. The question Not is, should I power ahead and watch it so I'm, like, refreshed with it, or should I watch it at the same speed you do? Uh, I guess I... Huh. I think I should just watch it as you do. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to that, because then you have sort of... We have the joint experience of both you uh, being able to have a different insight on how things are going along, but then when I get caught up, then we're each traveling through uh, the series um, together. That'll be cool. Hmm. You know, it's only four seasons away, so three seasons away. Yeah. Shouldn't take long. A couple of years. I'm trying to figure out what predictions I have. Ooh, let me know. Um, I definitely feel like there's going to be... I don't know. It feels like there's going to be some situation where the Bajorans 
have, I guess, a bunch of Cardassians that they have to deal with and you have to contemplate, well, they treated us terribly. Do we then treat them terribly? Um, I feel like there's lots of tension there to play with. Um, and it sounds like, I mean, it does sound like the science of the wormhole is also going to attract some interesting stuff and things. Um, and it sounds like we're going to see lots more from Gal Dukat. Gal Dukat? Yes. And I guess. Also, the first episode didn't introduce one of my favorite characters, did it? No. Interesting. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't um, think so. Um, Garrick. Garrick. He's a tailor. No. I, don't I think, think that's that. in episode two or three or something. Okay. Um, it's interesting seeing how much like I dislike some of the characters in the first one. Um, like Bashir. Which one's Bashir? Is he, is he in it, the Doctor? He oh, makes, a, he yeah. makes a crack about real frontier medicine, and Kira gets angry at him. Yeah, we I've we met him briefly. Yeah, um, he gets he, more interesting. Yeah, he didn't he didn't seem immediately attention grabbing. Yeah. Well, I'm now tempted, based on your uh, advanced knowledge. I think every single character that I've mentioned, you've said, oh, that person gets more interesting. Is there anyone that you feel is bland for the entire time? Um, no, it's it's very much a show that is driven by character growth. Okay. Yeah. That's a good sign. I guess if you want character growth, you have to start with undeveloped so you can then develop yeah um plus like there's a lot a lot being thrown at the wall in the first episode they're introducing a lot of people a lot of situation do you have feel you like seen, do you feel like the Ferengi are problematic because they're basically uh, just like a negative stereotype of the jewish people but in space yeah it does feel I guess, do we know much about how the Ferengi were originally uh, created or conceived? Um, they a... showed up in TNG as, like, they had laser whips and stuff. And they were, they, they were, at one point, the Ferengi were meant to be, like, a major threat on TNG. Oh, really? Yeah, they had, like, laser whips and stuff, and they were, like, this dangerous race. And then they didn't become that. I, I don't know much about, like, the conception of them. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like, it does feel... Hmm. I'm trying to think how much I am conscious of... Like, I have I have certainly heard that association before. Um, I don't know if it was immediately apparent to me upon watching the first episode. Yep. And interest, um, the Bajorans are, I always felt, are meant to be something of a, uh, an analogue to Palestine. At least at the oh, start. Oh, yeah. interesting. 
but um, that's just at the start, you know. It, it's more complex than that. More complex than conflict in the Middle East. Well, you know what I mean. Like, uh, yes, I, I know what you mean. Just a... Yeah, there are more influences than just that. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right. Okay. Well, what else? Do uh, we have anything else to cover before we go? I think. What episodes do we have coming up next? Uh, let me have a look on IMDb. In case our listeners are keen to episode uh, two, past prologue. Do you want me to read you the uh, little... No, let's yeah. go in as fresh as possible, I think. Okay, okay. We'll go in fresh. Oh, okay, yes. This is where Garrick is introduced. Okay. Uh, and I guess we should set up some sort of Twitter? A Twitter and a, an email. Um, I'm going to do it right now. I'd try and stop you, but if I you're don't want which one are you going to set up, Twitter or Gmail? Uh, I'll set up Gmail. Okay, I'll do a Twitter. Um, but yeah, I I feel not ashamed, but like a bit bothered that I haven't watched all of DS9. It's just, you know, it's good. It's really good. Uh, oh, join Twitter today. What's our promenade? Oh. Walking the prom and uh, oh no, we need an email address first. You know, we should do this off air. At the um, moment, Gmail is proving too problematic for me to uh, <laughs> create a password without generating something that is. I'm sure that we can add some sort of uh, notes or something to this. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and if if not now, second episode, we'll mention it. I guess for the uh, date of birth of the email address, I will just pick when the show first started. Which is? Well, I don't know. You've got that. Yes, no. Really? Actually, yeah. I should. You, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Um... January 3rd, 1993. Yes. Nice. I was... Well, I was 10 years old when it came out. Yeah, I was seven. Yeah, okay, that's why I didn't see much of it when it was out on television. Oh, but then it finished in... I was never that into Star episode. Trek when I was younger. I never into... Star Trek that much. Huh. When did you first get into Deep Space Nine then? Um... I'm not even sure. I just heard it was good. I think I was watching it when it was on TV, actually. Mm. I must have been. But I remember not liking it that much at the time. <laughs> You're I really know, selling it. Well, it's... I find I find that fans tend to either say, DS9's the best or Voyager's the best. And the Voyager fans are wrong. Sorry. But, yeah. No, I, I think... I take that back. I'm not sorry. I think most of the fans that I know would say TNG is the best. Yeah. Well, we'll put it out. We'll put it out on the the social medias. Yeah. We'll um, we'll see. I mean, I've been told multiple times uh, if you're going to start watching Next Generation, skip the first two seasons. But those are the two that I've seen. (laughs) I I did find uh, there was a a, I'll I'll link to it later, but there was a, a guide to watching TNG. It's basically like just the good episodes, as they put it. Oh, wow. Um, and I think there are like 
two or three episodes from season one and two. All right. Well, we've got a lot of Deep Space Nine to get through first. Yes, let's. So I think we should cut it off here. All right. Talking for long enough. Um, We will have a uh, Twitter account that is up and running by the start of the next episode. And we will uh, aim to, in that, uh, once that's set up, to do a poll of everyone's favorite uh, Star Trek show. That classic question. Yeah, well, we got to have people angry at us as quickly as possible. Yes, nice. Generate the controversy. Yes, that's how you get fans. Hey, the Enterprise theme song is the best theme song of all Star Trek. There we go. All right, well, we'll, (laughs) we don't want too many fans. Um, All right, I think that covers everything. And we are aiming to do this fortnightly. Yep, that's the plan. Um, And so... We, we may, I think, I think what we should try and do is probably watch multiple episodes and then record a single episode of this so that we move through the show a bit faster. Uh, all right. Yes. That might be a way we to do it. Because this was two episodes and then we can continue to churn through. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. And I've got a good sign off. I'm going to say two to beam up. And that's it. <laughs> Well, that was good. I was waiting for you to I'll do a clean take. Here we go. And I'm going to stop after this. Ending, wait, ending transmission. Two to beam up. <laughs>